0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart real deal guests, and i got to tell you, I am just exploding with excitement about today's show. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm excited to pick her brain for your benefit today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words Character Development or All Star Cheer sites, you know how much I focus on the importance of having the right understanding and mindset about money, right? Well, the show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable information as well as a fun way to deliver it, so I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a winner. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and of course, make your life significantly more fun. You know, as far as we know, we only get one ride around this merry-go-round, and uh, we want to make sure it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Joan Sockton is an author, coach, and businesswoman who has helped thousands of people understand why they do what they do with their money, and how to alter their financial behaviors. She's the founder of the popular website, prosperityplace.com, and her book, Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationships with Money, won, won two national awards. Her passion is helping people improve their relationship with money and themselves. Folks, this is somebody who's most certainly the real deal, and we need her. So, Joan, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today.
1: It's a pleasure to be
0: here fabulous. So, you know, before we get started, for those who haven't yet had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you, hearing you speak, or reading your book, do me a favor, take a second and share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Joan Sotkin?
1: Well, you know, people ask me what my credentials are, and I say, I was really screwed up and now I'm fine, and and I think that says it all. I, I've been around a long time. I had a, in the, in the 80s, I had a very successful crystal business. I was selling crystals. I was the first one to sell crystals and minerals for healing and meditation nationwide. I had a line of stones called Jones stones that were in 600 stores and I was making all sorts of money. I was bringing in in today's money $50,000 a month and I wound up going bankrupt because I didn't know how to manage money. I didn't know about cash flow management. I just kept buying a lot of crystals. (laughs) And so no one ever taught me what to do with it. In the 1980s, there were no coaches. There was no Internet. I just had to figure it out. And the bank thought it was really cute that this woman was making all this money selling crystals. And so they would just lend me more money. So that was not a good idea. So that's my business-wise where I come from. Wow. and um i'm i'm a Jersey girl. I had two millionaire brothers and i couldn't rub two pennies together and My big question was why? why do people create the financial uh, results that they do what what does that other than uh then their' s- how smart they are what they know and so that's been a lifelong study for me as a as an adult is what is it that informs our behavior and that makes our choices that leads us to where we
0: are. I love this conversation. It would be fabulous. So I, I want to dive in. You know, why is it that some people can make a lot of money and others seem to basically be on that proverbial treadmill? You know, no matter how much money they have, they're always in the same place.
1: Well, first of all, I think a lot of it has to do with your belief about yourself and what you're capable of doing. I, I really believe that our family of origin experience affects our business and financial outcomes. Uh, like I became a debtor because that's what I learned from my father who was a compulsive debtor. And I never learned how to save money. My parents never saved any money. And I think a certain amount of it is what we're kind of programmed to be and become. In my family, girls were not as valuable as boys, so the boys became millionaires, and I was just kind of doing what my mother said, which was never to overshadow the men in my life. And I think that some people do have a basic talent for money. Uh, I don't think you have to have a talent for money in order to become comfortable financially. I think that... Uh, some people are just more willing to work through whatever is holding them back. And I think part of the problem is, too, that people aren't taught to decide what they really want with their money. People just say, Oh, I, I want to feel free. And I'll say, Well, what does that look like? And they'll say, I, I say, How much do you need to feel free? And they'll say, Two million dollars. That's the most common number I get. Well, do you know how to handle two million dollars? Do you know what to do with it? Money is not not a rocket science, but you do have to spend learning it. It's like business. If you don't have basic business skills, you can be in business, but that doesn't mean the business is going to work.
0: So I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Now, obviously, you, you, you saw this movie, and this is, this is a while back, but um, I, I remember that this was like such an eye opening for me. You know, when that whole movie, The Secret, came out, and I felt like. You know, it discusses. oh, you change your thoughts, you can change your finances. And, you know, I, I know my personal thoughts and beliefs on this. What are yours?
1: Uh, that's one of the buttons you can push for me. Thank you. <laughs> 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 um, when I saw The Secret, I got excited because people were paying attention to mindset. And I, the, the ideas are very valid. The whole law of attraction thing makes sense. But it doesn't go anywhere deep enough. First of all, you can't just change your thoughts. You have to, if you, if you want to be making more money than you're making now, then you actually have to become almost like a different person. Cause the money you're making now is an extension of who you are. And so if you want to make a different kind of money, you have to change. It's not that the money changes. I know a lot of very wealthy people who aren't very happy. They feel empty inside. They don't feel fulfilled. The money doesn't fix anything. And the, the secret gave people this fantasy idea that if you do A, B will happen and it's really easy. And it's not. You, you have to go through a whole process. And the thing that's really missing from much, much of the law of attraction material is hardcore financial skills. How do you manage cash flow? If you have a business and you don't know how to manage cash flow, you're going to wind up right where I was, which is bankrupt. You have to be able to keep track of your money on a daily basis, uh, certainly on a weekly basis, and you have to know what the numbers mean. People say to me, well, I'm not good with numbers, and you don't have to be good with numbers, you just have to be good with data entry. Because the software does all the thinking for you, and you just have to know how to read the numbers and what it's telling you. And if you don't know how to do that, you're not going to maintain uh, a, a wealthy position or even a comfortable position. You have to be in touch with your numbers.
0: It, it, it's it's like you've actually read my mind with some of these comments. You know, and I'm sure some of these people are saying, all right. This is—I've uh, heard Jason say this for like the last two years. Uh, I got to know my number. You want to grow your numbers? You got to know your numbers. Um, you know, it, it's that important. You know, it's one thing to be able to sell some stuff. It's another thing to figure out. All right. Well, I sold some stuff, and therefore I've got these numbers in the bank. What exactly does that mean? What is healthy? What is unhealthy? Yeah, you know, so this is, this is, this is great. You know, I, I've heard it said before, um, that money is an, an emotional experience. Um, A, do you agree with that? And if so, you know, why?
1: So is business.
0: <laughs>
1: if you think that business is something other than a personal growth and development platform, then yeah. you've got it wrong because you've got to face yourself on a daily basis. And money is a very emotional experience and, in my book, Build Your Money Muscles, I talk about the five main feelings that people act out through their money, which are uh, deprivation, shame, a sense of being trapped, uh, anger, and uh, and there's a fifth one. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. But uh, you can tell what emotions you're bringing to your business that you learned in early childhood... When when you look at your money, when you look at your money, do you just see numbers, or do you go things like, "Oh my God, this is awful. I should be earning more than this. Someone my age should be doing better than this." What are the things you say to yourself when you're looking at your numbers, and and it is invariably an emotionally charged statement.
0: Mm, mm. You know, that that's it's such a different way of looking at it you know again after uh, after being beaten beaten up every day in business school as far as you know money's a measurement tool uh the numbers are the numbers are the numbers are the numbers um i know personally i came to it a different way uh when i was in the financial world and then when i actually moved into owning my own school everything was emotional
1: you know? oh yeah i mean it's you've got to deal with yourself and your your feelings about yourself and your position in life and and your position in the marketplace and am I good enough for this? And, and all this stuff goes around and around in your head and it gets stuck there and you rarely say to someone, I'm really upset today because I'm not sure what to do. And that's why it's so great that there are so many coaches now because you can say to someone, this is what I want to do. Does this make any sense? And people... Try to do it alone, which is the worst thing you can do. The hardest part about being in business for yourself is the yourself part. And if you don't learn how to create relationships and and share parts of yourself with other people, you're going to feel just as alone as you do uh, now. Oh, that's the fifth one, aloneness. That's one of the main feelings that people act out through their money. When you say... Uh, I, I really need more money, oh, I really need more money what you 're saying is I really need more people because money's always attached to people it doesn 't just fly in the window
0: that is brilliant actually that that statement alone um, what a what a complete paradigm shift
1: and you know i i 've known this stuff for thirty years, and I started saying it out loud thirty years ago and and people thought I was nuts, and they didn 't get it then I wrote the book about ten years ago. And it's like now I go on a lot of podcasts like yours and I have my own podcast and our people that are going, Oh wow, that's really great. <laughs> you know? So I was an overnight success. It just took 30 years. Uh, <laughs> and, and this stuff makes so much sense to me. It's not about, it's never about the money. Whatever you're thinking about money, it's never about the money. It's always about you and your relationship with yourself and the world around you.
0: Well, that actually brings up a great question then. you know, If people already have this weirdness or they have this weird relationship with money, what can they do to change that emotional relationship?
1: Okay, well, first of all, let's not call it weird. It just is what it is. I don't see things as right or wrong, good or bad. They just are what they are and if you take the good or bad out of your financial behavior then there's nothing to be ashamed of it's just what you've been doing and you didn't you didn't get born knowing what to do with money and sure you're going to screw it up sometimes because no one showed you how to do it so it's like okay this isn't working how do i make it work and and you you have to make a decision that you're going to pay attention to it in in a whole new way does that make sense
0: totally Totally, totally. No, I, I I you know, I like the I like the removal of the uh the weird term as well and that uh again it's just feedback, right? This is what it is.
1: It just is what it is. It's either working or it's not working. Okay, so here's how I I had to work through my money stuff. Uh I came from a family where boys had more valuable than girls, where I learned how to debt, where I didn't have a great self image. A lot of people say, well, I can't do this because I don't have a good self-image. That's an excuse. If you don't have a good self-image, you can work on improving it. And and so when what I do is I say, okay, look at something that has to do with your money, like your bank balance. And you don't have to have a really good emotional vocabulary to do this. You just have to close your eyes and look inside and get... Connected to the kinesthetic experience in your body when you're having that moment with your money. Do you feel contracted or expanded? And if you're not happy about your relationship with money, you're probably going to feel contracted. So you just get in touch with that feeling of contraction. Oh, oh. And you say, okay, when did I feel like this before? And you're probably going to remember something in childhood that brought up that feeling. Because you don't develop your feelings as an adult, you develop your feelings as a child. When you're a little tiny, tiny baby and your mother doesn't bond with you, that's when you start feeling alone. And if you bring that that is forward, which you do because it's so, a, so much a part of you that you don't even recognize it, you're going to keep saying, well, where's the money? Where's the money? Longing is one of the main feelings that creates our reality. Longing for money is the same feeling as the longing for touch. If you are touch-deprived, you're going to be an under-earner unless you figure out what you're feeling.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow and wow. wow. It's, okay. it's
1: never about money. It's always about your early childhood experiences. Do you have to go to therapy? No. When I work with clients and they tell me what's going on with their money, I can pretty much tell them what went on when they were a kid. The, the anger, if there's any kind of abuse or neglect uh, as a child, well, if, if you're in that situation where you're powerless and, and, and you're being abused in any way or neglected, and I'm not just talking about physical abuse, it can be emotional abuse, you feel powerless and you're going to be angry because anger is the perfect emotion if you're being violated in any way. But when you're, when you're three years old, four years old, and you start expressing anger towards your parents, they're not going to let you do that. So you build up this anger, oh, 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 and you feel trapped, oh, I'm so trapped here. And so what you do is when you get older, you create situations that allow you to experience the anger and to experience the feeling trapped like being in debt. And and until you recognize, release, and replace those emotions, you're going to keep acting it out over and over and over again through your money.
0: Wow, that's... That's spectacular. I I, want to I want to kind of shift gears into, you know, giving folks some action steps. So let's say somebody wants to learn basic, real basic financial skills. Because again, I I had the luxury of doing going going to school for finance and going to business school and and having all that. So not everybody does. Where should somebody start?
1: Write down what you spend and earn. With all the apps that are available now for. For smartphones, you have to get into the the habit of writing down your money. Uh, I use Quicken for my personal and QuickBooks for my business. QuickBooks is a little more complicated to, to start with. You have to have some way of writing down your money so that at the end of every week, every month, you can look at the numbers and say, this is where my money goes and where it comes from. I like Programs like like Quicken and QuickBooks, uh, for the Mac it's iBank, there's also Mint.com, because you can see exactly where your money goes. If you've ever said to yourself, I don't know where my money goes, it's because you're not writing it down. And I don't care how uncomfortable that makes you to start, it is going to make you uncomfortable if you've never done it before. You've got to get over that feeling of doing something that's unfamiliar and and making it a habit—it's all about habits. Your emotions are habits. How you deal with money is a habit, and if the habits aren't serving you, you have to change the habits.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Let's talk debt for a quick sec, because uh, debt can be you know debilitatingly life changing. You know, what steps do you feel a person should take if they really want to get themselves out of debt and start building their wealth?
1: Well. First of all, you have to make a decision to do it. And the odd thing is, you don't have to get out of debt before you start building your wealth. Huh. Very often, I mean, that may seem like an odd, odd concept. But first of all, you have to get over the fact that debt is bad. I doubt that Donald Trump has no debt.
0: <laughs>
1: Anyone who makes a lot of money has debt because they're leveraging their assets. Would you agree with that? 100%. Okay, so debt in and of itself is not bad unless you think it is. Remember, nothing's good or bad. It only is what it is. And if you don't like it, you can change it, okay? So if, if you have debt, you have to make the decision, I really want to get out of debt. Now, one of the reasons you're in debt is because you haven't learned how to save money. So first, you have to train yourself to save money. I came from a debting family. My parents didn't save money. Every time I saved money, someone in my family came and borrowed it from me and never paid it back. So I didn't really learn that there was a good thing that happens when you save money. So I have my clients actually take a dollar, $5, or $10 a week and put it in their underwear drawer. (laughs) Just to have the feeling of putting money aside. And I guarantee if you've never done this before, you're going to obsess about that money in your underwear drawer. And you're going to find a reason to spend it. Because if you're a habitual debtor, you don't know how to save. So it's a matter, and that's, it's a feeling thing again. When you put money aside that you don't let yourself use, it feels different from what you've done before. For me, it was easier to manage debt than surplus. So... Uh, You know, I I didn't care that I was dead in debt after a while. Once I got over thinking it was bad, it was really easy to manage debt. But to get from that place of being in debt and to being a place of being in surplus, it takes a lot of effort. Don't think it's easy. Hmm. People like you who were, you know, knew right away you wanted to play with numbers and money. That's a whole different mindset. When when you feel less than about yourself. You're going to love being in debt. You don't it doesn't feel good, but you're going to be really good at creating debt.
0: Yeah, no problem there. <laughs> Absolutely no problem there. All right, that makes sense. One uh, one quickie. You know, obviously we're all surrounded by you know as we call them here the uh, the bad news channels. Um, everybody seems to be overwhelmed with you know, the state of the country, the state of the current financial conditions, not just in the U.S., but obviously worldwide. You know, what advice do you give people? You know, just to, you know, again, it's going to be mindset-based, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you may think this is weird, to use your word, but I actually watch the news to learn how to be detached. Hmm. Because I know that what I'm watching on the news is a very small portion of reality. And I know it, what it does is it helps me see how people's minds are being formed. Because uh, in my business, I want to know how they're learning what they're learning. I also know that there's a whole po- part of the population that doesn't watch the news and doesn't care. And somehow they get by. <laughs> and, and it depends upon what you focus on. It does bother me that, that we're becoming so much less civilized than we used to be. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot older than, than most people who do what I do. And so I remember the days when there were half as many people on the planet. So that we, we not, not on the planet, but half as many people in the United States... So it wasn't as crowded. There wasn't the same kind of competition. Everybody wasn't looking for the same dollars. It was a very different world. And uh, we had better uh, uh, neighborhoods where people took care of each other. I never had to worry about being abducted. The kids today have to worry about being abducted. And if they don't, like those parents who let their kids be free-range uh, kids... The, the authorities come along and say, you're bad parents. I mean, the values have gotten really screwed up. And so you have to decide what you want your world to look like. I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is a, a very kind of different place to live. It's a, it's a city where, well, the county has over 100,000 people, but we have no tall buildings. Uh, we have no humidity, so no one complains. And it's, it's really nice. And, uh, and, and I have a business and every day at four o'clock or sometimes five o'clock in the, in the summertime, I go to this incredible dog park we have where there are trails a mile and a half, two miles long. And I, I go and I look at a view of the entire city. That's what I need to see what's real. Uh, to me, animals know what's real. You know, all mm. that matters is butt sniffing and <laughs> getting petted. You know,
0: exactly.
1: Okay. And I think you, if you're going to watch the news, you also have to look for the good stuff. Cause it's there. You just have to look at it. I, I have lots of people in my life and no one ever treats me badly. I, I don't get treated badly by vendors. I don't get treated badly by people I interact with. Because I don't expect it, and and I'm pretty, I smile a lot. I I don't know where that comes from. I just walk around with this big grin on my face all the time, and so people smile back to me a lot. And I'm I, I tr- I'm willing to trust people because I trust myself to set boundaries. So it's it is a mindset thing. And if you're watching television, you're only watching a small portion. Some of those reality shows I. I tune in once in a while. I don't know how anyone can watch them. And except for The Prophet. I love The Prophet on CNBC Mm -hmm. where Marcus Lemonis saves uh, businesses that are failing. (laughs) His mantra is, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And and so you look for what's good. And yeah, there's always been bad stuff around. Does it seem like there's more now? Yeah, because we could say the the military-industrial complex, and there's so much corruption. and there, It was always there. There's just a lot more of it now. And you have to decide how you want to create your world.
0: I think that's fair. Folks, it is now time for our resource of the week. So, Joan, tell me this. How can my listeners find out more about you and how you go about helping entrepreneurs succeed?
1: That's easy. Just go to prosperityplace.com.
0: So place place.com.
1: Place.com, yes. And I've got this little thing going now. If your if you're people would like a free copy of my book, Build Your Money Muscles, in a PDF version, which is guaranteed if you read it, people say, oh, yeah, I bought that. I said, you have to read it. It's like vitamins. You have to put them in your mouth. And <laughs> It's not hard to read. It takes about two to three hours to read and about a year to do. And it's yours free if you go to prosperityplace.com slash BYMM free. And that's all you have to do. And you'll get a copy of the book.
0: BYMM free. Fabulous.
1: And if you go to prosperityplace.com, there's a link to my coaching, and my podcast is there. And with the podcast, I interview very interesting guests, and every other, once a week, I just get on and talk for 20 minutes. So whatever I'm learning at that moment, I get to share with my audience. Fabulous.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. All right, Joan, I I always love to end my podcast with one, what I find to be both a telling and important question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or, more importantly, help them to live a better life, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Here's my favorite. Love yourself, let go, and connect.
0: I love that. That is spectacular. All right. Joan, thank you so, so very much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, and I appreciate you joining us to share some wisdom with us.
1: Well, thanks for having me. This was great.
0: My pleasure. All right, folks, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of our mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com. <laughs>